Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. So on this podcast, we take a deep dive into all things fitness and nutrition with the goal of keeping it simple. I invite on specialists in their areas in the fitness and nutrition fields. I also do solo podcasts, which is what today's episode is. So tune in. I'm going to be talking about a question a lot of people ask me. Just tell me what to eat. Just tell me what to eat. Do you think that way? Do you feel that way? Do you think like, wow, my weight loss problems would just be solved if somebody could just tell me what to eat. I've for sure been there. I have wanted somebody to tell me what to eat so many times. It's something I get asked a lot. People reach out to me saying, can you make me a meal plan? Do you sell meal plans? Will you please just tell me what I should be eating? Interestingly, not all of our weight loss problems actually are about food. A lot of it's about emotions. So that, that's, that's one thing to think about, but that's kind of a separate topic. I just want to talk about specifically today meal plans and why they might not be what you actually think they are. Like why might they not be the Holy Grail? So I want to start by telling you a story about one of my experiences with meal plans. I, I wish I could say it was my only experience. Uh, it is, was not. But I'm going to share this one with you. So back in 2013, I had already lost a ton of weight. I was maybe a year or so into strength training. And I decided I was going to take part in this Oxygen Magazine challenge. And as part of the deal, and a part of it that I was really excited about, is we were going to have this meal plan that was written for us by an IFBB bikini pro. So I selected um, Erin Stern. She's a two-time... Um, Miss Olympia. So that's like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding, right? So she's a two-time Miss Olympia. She's going to write my meal plan. Like, this is it. Like, clearly, I'm going to have amazing results. So um, she was going to coach us. We were, it was a big coaching group. It wasn't like a one-on-one thing. So she, I couldn't wait for the day that the meal plans like came live. I was so excited when they showed up on my computer and I printed them out and I put them in this nice binder. I actually still have it. It's, I, I brought it out. It's sitting right here in front of me. And it was three months of meal planned and three months of workout as well. So excited to get started on this. I had the shopping list tell me exactly what I was supposed to eat. Now, if you know anything about what bodybuilders eat, the list of foods that that were on this meal plan won't surprise you. So it was very heavy on chicken breast, tilapia, broccoli, egg whites, salad that featured heavily. That was not all there was, but that was a big part of it. And I was okay with that because I was like, okay, this is, this, is, this is what I want to do. So I was successful at losing weight. It took over my life and was a very bad experience um, in a couple of ways. So I went on vacation for a week, about, I don't know, a couple weeks into a couple weeks into this experience. And I was really worried. I was really stressed. I kept um, to the meal plan as far into the trip as I could. I remember the first day of the trip, we were going to eat at this little pizza place. We were on a lake. It was really very rural place. We were, on, we were camping on a lake. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to do this meal plan and I'm camping, right? So I'm, I'm, we're camping by the lake. We go to this pizza place for the first night. And I was so excited to see that they had 
a plain salad with chicken on it. Awesome. That is super close to what I was supposed to eat tonight. So I ordered it and the rest of my family, of course, got pizza and it smelled delicious and it looked delicious. And then they brought my salad out and it was the saddest looking salad I think I've ever seen. It was iceberg lettuce, never a good sign. The tomato was disgusting. It was mealy and the chicken was boiled. And what I really wanted to do was just eat some pizza, but I felt the need to stick to my plan. I did not want to be off plan. And so I ate that stupid salad. The rest of that week was really stressful for me as I tried to, as much as possible, stick with my plan on the beach over a campfire. And it wasn't really possible. And so what ended up happening is that I felt really guilty. I felt uneasy. I felt anxious and annoyed. I felt anxious and annoyed that I was camping on the beach because it was keeping me from following my meal plan. You know, a few months later, I was so glad to be back home. I went out for a day. It was um, around Halloween and we went out to a pumpkin patch for the day, this beautiful fall festival. And, you know, there were hay rides and we were picking pumpkins and there was carnival games and they had amazing food. Like everything that has to do with apples and pumpkins they had there. Delicious, delicious food. And I packed my lunch. I packed a sweet potato and I packed a chicken breast and I kept it in a freezer pack. And when it was time to eat, I left my family and I walked very far across this field out to the big parking lot. And I sat alone in my minivan with my chicken breast and my cold sweet potato and I ate them. And then I went back inside and found my family who had just had whatever they had. I know they had apple cider donuts and apple cider and all kinds of yummy treats. And even now, thinking back, I think, what a bad example that was for my kids. What a disordered way of eating. But I was determined I was going to stick to that meal plan because I did not want to go off and feel that guilt that I'd felt again when I'd gone on my trip. So can you be successful on a meal plan? Yes, of course you could. Does it greatly inhibit your lifestyle? Yes. Yes, it does. So let's talk about some of the pros and cons then. What are the pros of having a meal plan? Well, obviously the chief pro is you don't have to think. Somebody else is telling you the answer to the question we started with, just tell me what to eat. Somebody is just going to tell you what to eat. So that's the first pro. You don't have to think about it. Uh, the second pro going right along with that is you'll know that you're going to be on track right? You're not, you're not questioning it. If the result is supposed to be X, if you do this, you're going to get there. Like you'll know you're on track. Okay. That's the pros. The cons. Interestingly, the first con is the same as the first pro, which is you don't have to think. So I, I, if you're thinking like, wait a minute, how does, how does that work? Well, you don't learn. If you're not thinking, you're not learning. So you have no idea why are these items put together? Why these two things? Why not that thing? What about this other? You know, like, why are there this many grams of carbs? Why is there no fat? All of the stuff, you're, like, you're not learning any of these things at all. You're literally just following someone else's directions. You know, I highlighted there in my story some of the really big pitfalls of meal plans, which is they're just super hard to stick with because they're rigid. You know, and that rigidity can cause a really poor relationship with food. It can create stress both inside you and with the people who you dine with frequently. Um, it doesn't teach you how to make choices at all. 
know, it's not like you um, go out to a restaurant and you think like, hey, what's going to help me reach my goals? Or you think ahead before you go to the restaurant, what's going to help me reach my goals? You will, you know, interestingly, there were no places on this meal plan I followed saying like, if you go out to eat, do X, Y, and Z, they just expected that you didn't go out to eat. You know, I go out to eat usually once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, so not going out to eat for three months was not realistic. You know, so it really does make socializing difficult, going out to dinner with friends, going out to dinner with family, going to parties. Um, I'm not proud to say this, but I did, while I was following this meal plan, I absolutely did avoid social plans as much as possible. I was always looking for a way to get out of doing things, looking for a way to make sure that it wasn't going to involve food because I didn't want to go off track. So that's not exactly a pleasant way to live. And the other thing is, you know, it calls sometimes for foods that you don't even like. So then what? What, what often happens then? So the meal plan says, you know, you're supposed to eat um, sweet potatoes. What if you don't like sweet potatoes? So you just don't eat it. That's one possible option, which then you're probably going to be hungry, right? So if you just don't eat things. Uh, alternatively, you might sub something in and feel like now I'm off track. I'm not following my plan. You know, what's the point? And just, you know, you eventually give up because you just can't, you can't stick with it. Okay. You know, one more pro that I forgot to mention is that it kind of helps you develop a routine. So that is a good part of it. Having this structure helps you to have a routine. And that is a good part of having a meal plan. But all of those, those cons I just listed, they weigh fairly heavy in favor of, hey, meal plans aren't the answer. So what is then? So something I like to do with my one-on-one -on -one online clients is to help them create their own personalized meal plans. Because if you think about it, the structure of a meal plan is actually really good. The idea that ahead of time, you'll know what you're planning on eating and you'll shop ahead of time and have the things there. And you'll know ahead of time that you're going to hit the targets you need to. That's all, that's all pros, right? So the trick is to do it for yourself so that you don't lose out on the learning piece so that it includes foods you like and so that you can put in there um, a, uh, a level of flexibility. Okay, so how do I help my clients create these, these personalized meal plans? So the first thing you want to do is know what your calorie and protein targets are. That is a completely separate discussion than what we're having here today. So I'm not going to go over that in depth with you. That is something I talk about a ton. Um, you can look all over my Instagram feed for that. If you want really specific guidance on that, you can either go to on the highlights of my Instagram or on my website, Kim Schlag Fitness. You can find um, the sign up for my free five-day fat loss crash course, which is an email course that takes you step-by-step step how to figure out how many calories you should eat, how many grams of protein you should eat, how that all works. Because you should start your meal plan knowing those things. How many calories am I going to eat per day? How many grams of protein am I going to eat per day? That's the basic information you need. Then you're going to, and this is going to take a chunk of time up front. Know though that in the end, it's going to save you time. So you sit down and you want to choose one to four breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks. So you might be thinking like one to four, that's not very much variety. So, you know, the good thing about this is if you're a person who wants, needs, likes more variety, feel free to pick more. I like to keep it pretty simple with one to four because it makes it easy. 
and easy is what makes us stick with this stuff. So one to four is, is where I, I tend to strive. Now, does that mean you have to eat one breakfast every day for a week? It doesn't. Like I said, if you pick four, you could eat the same thing one day, different thing another day, up to four times there, and then just kind of rotate through. Personally, I find it easier for both shopping and planning and getting things dialed in to not have more than two breakfasts. It's just super easy, right? So that's what I suggest people do. Pick one to four breakfast, lunches, dinners, and snacks. I have a ton of recipes on my Instagram feed if you use the hashtag Kim Schlag Fitness Recipes to find recipes that are super friendly as far as lower in calorie, higher in protein, including lots of vegetable side dishes. So that's where you wanna start is with your protein and then your vegetables. Once you know how many grams of protein and how many calories you're gonna eat and you're thinking of meal plan ideas, like, okay, what do I, do? What do I need to look for for these meals? Look for how am I gonna get my protein in? That should be your first question for each meal. How am I gonna get my protein? Every meal should be based around a protein. You know, right around 30 grams is usually is usually a pretty solid target. So you could write a big list of all the proteins you like to eat, you know, animal proteins, vegetable proteins, dairy proteins, write them all down and then pick one for each meal and snack if you're doing snacks. You don't have to do snacks. You could do one or two snacks. You should definitely plan those in as well. So pick your protein. Okay. Once you've got that, figure out where you're going to get vegetables in you know, at least two of those meals a day, figure out how you're going to get vegetables in. Then with the rest of your calories, use them literally however you want. Keeping in mind the idea that most of your food, you know, 80% or above of your food should be nutrient dense food. So, you know, we're talking things that grow from the ground, have a face or come from something that had a face, those kinds of things versus processed more heavily processed, prepackaged kinds of things. So that's kind of the structure I use. And then you really, you sit down and you plug and play with my fitness pal thinking like, okay, got my daily calorie and protein targets. I'm gonna figure out if I do this for lunch, what does that do to my dinner? What does that do to my breakfast? And if that sounds like it takes a lot of time, again, remember it's time upfront that eventually is gonna save you so much time. There's no need to be fancy with these meals. You don't, it's really ingrained in us that every meal has to have like side dishes or like carb side dishes specifically. And you really don't have to. And I'm not, I'm not bashing carbs here. I like carbs plenty, but don't feel that every meal has to have one. You might find it hard to stick to your targets and still get like a little snack in if you want it. Not all of my meals have a carb. Some of my meals do. I typically like to have my carbs in the form of oatmeal because I love them or in my snacks um, and in fruit. So my dinner, I will occasionally put in rice, very rarely a potato. I'm not super into potatoes, but I do like rice and I am obsessed with pasta. I have to be, really, I have to be careful with the amount of pasta I put in there because I, it is one of my, my foods that I just struggle to be moderate with. Um, so I do put them in there sometimes. But often for me, I'll use my, my calories towards carbs earlier in the day with breakfast. I really like a good bunch of carbs with breakfast. And again, that's not because there's any magic about you need to eat carbs earlier in the day. It's just how I like to eat. You put them in where you want, but just remember a complete meal does not have to have carbs at every meal. You can get some in throughout the day, but it does not need to be every meal. Okay, 
So once you have this all figured out, you can then make your own shopping list. And if you have time, and again, this is something that will save you time in the long run, do some meal prep. It does not need to be the full-blown fancy what you see on Instagram matching Tupperware. Every meal is pre-done for the week. It doesn't have to be that to count as meal prep, though it could be that. If you're a really busy person and you would really just like to open your refrigerator and have meals ready for you, that might work for you if you can block a chunk of time sometime during the week to do that. And remember, like it doesn't have to be on a Saturday or Sunday for the, the work week. If the day that works for you to do that is Thursday, you could do all of your meals from Thursday to Thursday on a Thursday night. So kind of think outside of the box here as how you want to use your time. So that's meal prepping on the far, far extreme prepping side. But you don't have to do that. You could just prep some protein ahead. So like boil a bunch of eggs, put some chicken in the crock pot, bake a pork loin, um, and put some more chicken on the grill, make a big batch of chili, all these kinds of things. You could do any combination of that, of getting a bunch of protein ready. You can also then get a good carb source ready. If you wanna like put some rice in a rice cooker or pre-bake a bunch of potatoes, or I know some people really like those sweet potatoes in the crock pot, if you wanna do that to get that ready ahead of time, one thing that I find super invaluable is pre-chopping my vegetables. It's so much easier to have stuff ready for salads if everything's just like grab and go. Uh, so pre-chopping vegetables is a huge help for meal prepping. So you know, another piece of meal prep that you might not think about, and this is actually not meal prep, it's meal planning, is looking at the restaurants you frequent and figuring out wh what you can get at those that you like. Keep that in mind, that you like and will help you feel satisfied that would easily fit into your day as far as calories and helping you get some protein. So look at the menus of places you frequent and pick out a couple of things so that you have options. Type them in your notes in your phone so that you have them. So that when you go to that restaurant, you can look and not be tempted by the smells and the sights. It's really hard to make the decision in that moment. But before you go in, if you know like, hey, here are two things that I, I like these. I like these guys and they help me stay on track. That's a really important part of this meal planning business is having that piece in order. Okay, so once you have that all done, and I know it sounds like a lot, remember the next time you go to do it the next week, you can just build from there. You don't have to switch everything all week. Maybe you like always like the same two snacks or the same breakfast. I will typically eat the same breakfast for weeks on end until one day I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't really want that anymore. And then I'll go back and pick something else and kind of cycle them through. So then it's up to you to follow the plan you've created, which is so much easier than following somebody else's plan because you know you like every single thing there. You've picked it, right? And then you, because you've made the selections, you understand how you made them and what relationship one meal has to the next. So if you do decide to go to a party, if you do decide to go out to dinner, you have so much more knowledge to make substitutions and you can sub in and out and make it work into your day versus feeling off track, which is something you can't do if you weren't the creator of the original plan. If you just don't have enough knowledge, it's really hard to make those substitutions confidently. But considering you have created this plan, you understand all the moving parts. If you're gonna go uh, 
somewhere, you can easily make those substitutions. Now, remember, in any case, what you eat most of the time is way more important than what you eat some of the time. So going off track out to dinner on occasion or at a party or a special event is not a big deal anyway. And remind yourself of that. Even when you create your own plan, there's this kind of, you know, this kind of sense of like, ooh, I should stick to it. But remind yourself that, you know, you're not here on earth to be worried always about losing weight. That's not your purpose in life. And sometimes it, we forget that and we wrap everything else up in this quest to lose weight. And so remember, that is not your main purpose here on life. And going out to eat, going out to a party, enjoying time with your family does not have to um, be at a crossroads from losing weight. You can do both. All right, I hope that this has given you a place to start from and that it's enough information, um, actionable information, that you can now take and use to create your own personal meal plans. So the next time you are tempted to have somebody tell you this is what you should eat, that you can remember that the person who should be telling you what to eat is you. You can tell you what to eat. Put in the work up front and know that you can be absolutely successful at this. Thanks so much for being here and listening in to the Fitness Simplified podcast today. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all the kinds of ational. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, if you found value in it, it would mean so much to me if you would go ahead and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It really does help to get this podcast to other people. Thanks so much.